Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast. We are talking about Thomas Jordan from the old Oxford Book of Verse party poem. It's a bit of a party poem. This was the 1600s equivalent of putting your hands in the air like you just don't care. Um, Swim said the mama fishy says from Wikipedia, Jordan was a boy actor in King Revel's company, which played at the Salisbury Court and Fortune Theatres and continued with the company as an adult. In the period of the closing, sorry, in the period of the official closing of the theatres during the Commonwealth, 1642 to 1660, Jordan was apparently involved in some of the clandestine theatrical activities of the Red Bull Theatre. In a raid on the Playhouse in September 1655, several actors were arrested, including one Thomas J., alias Thomas Jordan. Jordan was a prolific writer of verse, satire, collections of poetries, and sundries. Being a fervent supporter of the royalist cause, he produced a stream of both prose and poetry in support of the cause, both before and after the Restoration in 1660. I now have put your hands in the air like you just don't care, stuck in my head, lol. Well, from which song? I feel like that lyric has been in about a hundred songs. But, um... <laughs> oh, here we go. I found this really fun YouTube video of various artists doing their renditions of Put Your Hands in the Air Like You Just Don't Care from the 80s through to the 2000s. It's about two minutes long. Definitely going to watch that. <laughs> this is one of those lyrics where I feel like the producer always puts that bit in the song. Like, oh, we need another little bit here. Something, you know, put your hands in the air like you just don't care. Okay, yeah, no, let's just go with that. Acoustic Eel says, popping in quickly to show what a Thorobo is. We've got a YouTube video here. Very rare Thorobo. It's like a really big sitar. No, no, sorry, not a sitar. It's like a really big lute but with kind of multiple scales on the length of the neck. Like halfway up the neck, there's a bunch of tuning heads and there's another whole length of neck and then there's more tuning heads. Um, Since it was mentioned in the poem, you've got to see this thing. It's a Renaissance slash Baroque era lute with a couple very, very long bass strings and a very, very long neck to accommodate them. It looks like somebody made it up. But it's a completely real instrument. Well, I guess someone did make it up at some point. Um, but I know what you mean. <laughs> it's a weird thing to think about that everything was just made up at some point. Um, all right. I've got a couple of YouTube videos to watch as homework. I won't watch them now because it doesn't really come across very well in podcast. But songs with hands in the air like you just don't care. It's the first YouTube clip. That's the name of it. And the second one is called The Rarest Therobo. Allegro by E.G. Barron played on the Therobo. Cool, 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 cool. All right, well, Thomas Jordan was a bit of a, a bit of a badass, party boy, etc. Um, and a rebel. Imagine if the thing you did to rebel was be in a theatre troupe. Uh, okay, anyway, okay, 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 today's poet is Richard Craw- Crawshaw, oh wow, okay, there's 15 pages worth of Richard Crawshaw, I did not realise that, 
I'm not going to read 15 pages tonight, so we're going to do a part one. The first poem by Richard Crawshaw, born 1613, died 1649, is called Wishes to His Supposed Mistress. Whoever she be, that not impossible she, that shall command my heart and me, wherever she lie, locked up from mortal eye, in shady leaves of destiny, till that ripe birth of studied fate and stand forth, and teach her fair steps to our earth, till that divine idea take a shrine of crystal flesh through which to shine, meet you her my wishes, bespeak her to my blisses, and be ye called my absent kisses. I wish her beauty that owes not all its duty to gaudy tie or glistening shoe tie. Something more than taffeta or tissue can, or rampant feather or rich fan. A face that's best by its own beauty dressed and can alone commend the rest. A face made up out of no other shop that what nature's white hand sets open. A cheek where youth and blood with pen of truth write that the reader sweetly ruth. A cheek where grows more than a morning rose, which to no box his being owes. Lips where all day a lover's kiss may play, yet carrying nothing thence away. Looks that oppress their richest tires, but dress and cloth their simplest nakedness. Eyes that displace the neighbour diamond and outface that shine by their own sweet grace, tresses that wear jewels but not, but to declare how much themselves more precious are, whose native ray can tame the wanton day of gems that in their bright shades play, each ruby there, or pearl that dare appear, be its own blush, be its own tear, a well-tamed heart for the whose more noble smart love may be long choosing a dart. Eyes that bestow full quivers on love's bow, yet play, yet pay less arrows than they owe. Smiles that can warm the blood, yet teach a charm, that chastity shall take no harm. Blushes that bin the burnish of no sin, nor flames of aught too hot within. Joys that confess virtue their mistress, and have no other head to dress. Fears fond and slight as the coy brides when night first does the longing lover right. Days that need borrow, no part of their good morrow, from a forespent night of sorrow. Days that in spite of darkness by the light of a clear mind a day all night. Nights, sweet as they, made short by lover's play, yet long by the absence of the day. Life that dares send a challenge to his end, and when it sa- comes, says fair, sorry, and when it comes, say welcome, friend. Sydneyan showers of sweet discourse, whose powers can crown old winter's head with flowers. Soft sink, silken hours, open suns, shady bowers. Above all, nothing with that lowers. Whatever delight can make day's forehead bright, or give down the wings of night, I wish her store of worth may leave her poor of wishes, and I wish no more. Now, if time knows that her whose radiant brows weave them a garland of my row vows, 
Here whose just bays my future hopes can raise, a trophy to her present praise. Here that dares be what these lines wish to see, I seek no further, it is she, till she, and here, lo, I unclothe and clear my wishes, cloudy character. May she enjoy it. Excuse me. Whose merit dare apply it, but modesty dares still deny it. Such worth as this is shall fix my flying wishes, and determine them to kisses. Let her full glory, my fancies fly before ye. Be ye my fictions but her story. Okie doke. Oh, this guy writes a long poem. All right, I'm going to read another one. Another one. It's called The Weeper. Hail, sister springs, parents of silver-footed rills, ever-bubbling things, thawing crystal, snowy hills, till spending never spent, I mean, thy fair eyes, sweet Magdalene. Heavens, thy fair eyes be, heavens of ever-falling stars, tis seed-time still with thee, and stars thou showest whose harvest dares promise the earth to countershine, whatever makes heaven's forehead fine. Every morn from hence, a brisk cherub something sips, whose soft influence adds sweetness to his sweetest lips, then to his music and his song tastes of his breakfast all day long. When some new bright guest takes up among the stars a room, and heaven will make a feast, angels with their bottles come and draw from these full eyes of thine their master's water their own wine. The dew no more will weep, the primrose pale cheek to deck. The dew no more will sleep, nuzzled in the lily's neck. Much rather would it tremble here and leave them both to be thy tear. When sorrow would be seen in her brightest majesty, for she is a queen, then is she dressed by none but thee. Then, and only then, she wears her richest pearls, I mean thy tears. Not in the evening's eyes, when they red with weeping are. For the sun that dies sits sorrow with a face so fair. Nowhere but here did she ever meet. Sweetness so sad, sadness so sweet. Does the night arise? Still thy tears do fall and fall. Does night lose her eyes? Still the fountain weeps for all. Let day and night do what they will. Thou hast thy task, thou weepest still. Not so long she lived. Will thy tomb report of thee, but so long she grieved, thus must we date thy memory. Others by days, by months, by years, measure their ages, thou by tears, say ye bright brothers, the fugitive sons of their fair eyes, your fruitful mothers, what make you here? What hopes can entice you to be born? What cause can burrow you from those nests of noble sorrow? Wither away so fast, for sure the sordid earth your sweetness cannot taste, nor does the dust deserve your birth. Sweet with a haste, you then, O oh say, why you trip so fast away. We go not to seek the darlings of Aurora's bed, the rose's modest cheek, nor the violet's humble head. No such thing we go to meet, a worthier object, our Lord's feet. Okay, a couple of poems there from old Richard Crawshaw. Thank you, folks, for listening. See you tomorrow.